This is Cricket Only Better, episode 230. I'm Ed Hawkins. We're still shaking from the seismic shocks from twin upsets, which have happened since we were last here. Can England do it again? Can the West Indies do it again, albeit in a different format? Sam Collins is here, and thank the Lord to calm everything down. Good as me, Hawkins. I'm away for one week. And look what you've got up to. Can't leave you alone. For a second, Paul Christianity yeah. of betting dot Betfair. A, can you believe what you saw? B, how happy are you that the West Indies Australia is only a two-test series? Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Um, I don't believe what I saw. No. I mean, I've got to say no, because in that particular case, the Australia case, that's just completely against every kind of form indicator. But, you know, we have said over and over and over again in recent years, test cricket is now predictably unpredictable. This stuff happens all the time. It's the nature of it. You know, we've got we've got three tests this week, so who knows what's going to happen? Who knows indeed. Um, I'll tell you what we can predict. It's uh, sportingknife.com's Richard Mann landed the big bash outright winner for Cricket Only Better listeners. Hello, Richard Mann, and congratulations. Evening, Sam. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's been a brilliant week, actually, across all formats. So, uh, no, good to go for some more. Lovely stuff. And that win for Brisbane Heat means that your combined profit for Cobb Best Bets struck in 2023 was a rather superb, what was it, Richard Mann? I think it was. I think it was plus twenty four altogether. Paul and Richard combined. So, and that's to consecutive years that the guys have uh, put you in the red. And we've only been doing it two years with Paul and Rich for the best bets. So, absolutely brilliant. This is why you got to keep coming back, and you've got to listen for the best bets. Lovely stuff, um, Hawkins. Please tell us what else is on the show. Yeah, England versus India is the feature game, of course. Second test coming up on Friday. Then we've got Australia taking on West Indies in an ODI. We've got teams, pitch reports, stats, trends and players to follow. We've got win rates on those top run score or wicket taker markets. We've picked out the best ones. OK, and best bets, of course, as well. They come at the end of the show, as always. And we'll give you a quick nod now to SAT20 and the ILT20 tournaments, which are continuing. Richard Mann and then Paul Krishnamurti, anything you've spotted? Um, no biggie if not. Yeah, I'll jump in first. I just uh, last week talked about a uh, top bowler market, seam versus spin. Uh, five matches when we had been played when we recorded last week. Uh, so 10 markets, 8-2 uh, to the seamers, but we've had uh, games 6-14 to 14 since. Seamers still doing better, but only by 10-8 to 8 now. So it's 18-10 overall. But the trend seems to be that spin's getting more involved in the top bowler markets. And I wonder actually if that's going to be a theme of the tournament as we get later into it, not just for top bowler markets, but actually for the matches themselves that spin starts to dominate and that may well affect scores as well and innings as well. So it's definitely something to watch. Cool. Well, um, yeah, interestingly, regarding building on that, I mean, I think in South Africa, the pitches are getting a bit trickier now. I know we still saw 200 yesterday, but generally I think the scores have come down a bit. Um, if people hear this in time for tomorrow's game, I think something interesting could happen tomorrow because it's at Durban. It's the last game at Durban. And Durban has absolutely delivered for us in our overs bets. Um, another 200 the other day. It's very much an overs ground. But one of the pitches there is nothing like the rest, right? It was uh, 145B109. Cracks all over the place in the last game. 
uh, in, in the only game there. Now, I have a strong feeling that it's due to come back again tomorrow. So that could be a huge angle. I've got, I, I think it's well worth having a speculative punt because, it, you know, really you're looking like 160, 170 is like, you know, three to one and four to one, really, in the current climate in, at Durban. Uh, and if it is that pitch, there's no way anyone's getting anywhere near those totals. Um, just on the title, on the tournament front, I mean, my tips are doing terribly. I haven't given up yet because Vipers could still get in the top four and Joe Burke could still get top four. But really, I think you've got to say that um, MI Emirates and Durban look really very, very strong in those two tournaments. I've got a problem with Durban. I've got a bit of a tendency to um, get things out of proportion with what teams are doing, but uh, Durban could eventually cost themselves with their ridiculous batting order, batting class at six, using Tony D'Souza. Just get your best players in for the most amount of time. I... I hope it costs Durban in the end because it's absolutely ridiculous. Okay. Thanks very much, fellas. Uh, moving on. Should we get on with the games? India versus England first up from Vizag. Second test, of course, on Friday, 4am start UK time, live on TNT Sports. Betfair Exchange have England, sorry, India at 1.6, draws at 10.5, England at 3.5. Clearly, they've never heard of Ben Stokes. Edward Hawkins has a lowdown. Yeah, India have got uh, problems because they've lost Jadeja and they've lost Rahul and Kohli is already out. Um, so they're having to shuffle their pack. We think they'll go Rohit, Jaiswal, Gill, Shreyas. Rajat Pasitar is the next cab off the rank in terms of uh, batting. Uh, Barat, the wicketkeeper, Aksar, Ashwin. And they may well look for the experience of Carl Deep to come in for Jadeja just to uh, get through those spin overs. Uh, Bumrah and Siraj Safraz Khan is also on the bench, so to speak. Uh, fantastic record in domestic cricket for, and against the Lions recently, some incredible scores. I'd rather he'd be playing because I'd be like to have a, a bet on him to do something, but I think it's going to be Pasadar coming in. England, well, I mean, expect them to be unchanged, uh, fitness permitting. They're not a side that um, uh, is cute in terms of changing tactics after a win. So Crawley, Duckett, Pope, Root, Stokes, Bairstow, Folks, Hartley, Rahan, Wood if he is fit, if not Atkinson and then Leach. Um, Rich may well have a view on, on whether they line up um, with an extra pace bowler because Rahan uh, maybe you consider surplus to requirements because Root was uh, so useful with the ball. Uh, in 2016 in Vizag, England were beaten by 246 runs, uh, rolled for 255 and 158. 26 of the 40 wickets to fall in the test were to spin in 2019. India beat South Africa by 203 runs, uh, but there are big first innings runs for both teams, 502 India and three, uh, 431, I think, South Africa. Uh, 22 of the 31 wickets to spin. Okay. Uh, Richard Mann, India are beginning to look weak now without Rahul, without Kohli, without Jadeja. Uh, the latter, the sort of loss that impacts how you play as a better, perhaps, Richard? Oh, what a difference a week makes, eh? Uh, yeah, I think the Jadeja loss is, is monumental for this India side. Forget his bowling for a second, but he's batting. I mean, he's become one of their most consistent moon-getters, especially away from home, but even at home. Played beautifully, didn't he, with the bat in the first innings here. Good record against England as well, 100 at uh, Aglebaston, what, a year or so ago. Uh, 
And then obviously he's bowling as well. Massive loss. You took Kale Rowell in as well, who played so well in the first innings. No Coley. Big, big issues for them. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about India, actually. I thought Ashwin looked laboured. He took six wickets in, in the first game, but he, he conceded nearly 200 runs. I thought it looked like he'd put weight on an R. I probably shouldn't be saying that, but he looked shocking in the field, Ashwin. He suddenly looked an old man. Uh, and without Jadeja, for the first time, I'd be concerned about India. Okay, okay. That is big news. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, mm -hmm. does your uh, match odds strategy work again here? Oh, Why sorry. not? What am I talking about? Sorry, oh, I've gone, I've gone one too early. I was going to, to ask you about your innings run strategies. What do we learn and what do we do in Vizag? Well, first of all, with regard to Vizag, we can't make a prediction as to where this is going to start until we see the pitch because clearly the history doesn't matter. We said last week that Hyderabad was historically a very good batting pitch and they turn up, they produce yet another ranking turner. And you have to assume that that is probably what they're going to do in every home match. Now, they, they seem to India. And, um, it, you know, it hilariously backfired, really, last week again, because low-scoring games are always vulnerable to one great innings. It's a, it's an insane approach and, you know, they're under massive pressure now. Um, I mean, strategically, innings runs, it's the same, same again every time with England. You've got to bat the extremes. Um, you know, in the first innings, when the uh, opening partnership was going, 300 was odds on, 325 may have even been odds on at one point, and it's coming nowhere near that. You know, the 275 or more would have been very a very cheap lay at one. Um, and then in the second innings, obviously, I didn't see what odds that was, but I mean, 400 must have been a huge price. And they were five down, absolutely huge price. And, you know, um, regarding the match odds, what did India go there? 103 at one point. You know, so this is it. When England play, and in general, in text cricket, back big prices, just do it. Don't question it. Do it. It comes in over and over and over again. And it's the odds are beaten consistently. Okay. Just one thing, Paul, sorry to jut in. Because we're going to get, pretty sure we're going to get spinning wickets. Toss is so important. And fourth innings pitch is going to be worn. There's going to be a dodgy bounce up and down, spit and turn and what have you. And it's going to be really tricky. You know, England at 3.5. They've got a bat first. And what, you know, what sort of price are England going to be to be defending? You know, 180, 190 in the fourth innings pitch. And how does that compare with that 3.5 that we're looking at now? And, and on the other oh, side of the coin, yeah. at what, what sort of drift can we get with India defending 200 on a fourth innings wicket? I think that's what you've got to try and put yourself in the position looking that far ahead um, for these matchups, but you might disagree. No, you definitely have to look far ahead. That's the point. But I would say that. Even in that situation where England were defending 180, I still think India would be heavy odds on favourite. Still think they'd be like, it would be roughly the same, you get about 3.5. I mean, I'm inclined to think that England are a reasonable price here because India have got many, many problems. But at the same time, you just know that it's going to take nothing to get that price out to five, six to one. It's going to take Jowell hitting two or three, then batting first and Jowell hitting two or three fours and suddenly I think England was still 6.2 uh, just as their innings were wrapping up. 
Uh, even though they had two thirty on the ball, I couldn't. I couldn't. Like, there you go. Yeah, it's it's insane. As if it was just an expectance that India would get them, or maybe just no yeah. confidence in England's attack. And, and we know now that on poor pitches, they can at least be a threat. Yeah, I think yeah, it was about 8.8 when just after folks was out and it looked like they might get sort of one a leader 170, 180. And it just looked it just looked a great bet then because of what the pitch was doing. Yeah, I mean I mean look, there, there's your classic example because at that point you've we've re-established it is a two-horse race. Whether it hasn't come into play, we've definitely got a result. You know, the percentage chance of that, if it's seven to one, that's um a twelve and a half percent chance, right? How often do we see, not just in England matches, but if we took the last hundred test matches that were vaguely competitive, when you reach that point where it's a two horse race, how often does the twelve and a half percent chance go up to fifty or sixty? It just seems like every game virtually. Okay. We're moving on. Lovely. Yeah. Um Okay, I'm going to ask you, Richard Mann, um, do India double down on a turning track, do you think? England won the first test the last time they were in India, but then were blown away after that. What's what's different this time? Yeah, well, we've touched upon it. It's a real conundrum for India, isn't it? They've lost two of the last three home tests now because um, they lost to Australia and then they, they produced a road in that series finale to just ensure they won the series. But... The two tests that they've lost have produced real spinning pitches. And what that's done is they've brought two average spin attacks. Not so much Australia because they had Lyon, but it brought Kuhneman into it, Todd Murphy. Last week it brought Tom Hartley into it, it brought Joe Root into it. They are gambling. Ashwin and Jadeja and Axar, in theory, shouldn't need that much assistance. Tom Hartley in the first innings, innocuous. But when that pitch went second innings, he looked like a world beater. And given they've no Jadeja this week, and that their batting's going to be really inexperienced. I wouldn't be surprised if they ask for something a little bit better just to try and ensure that they're not blown away with the bat. And look, even if India get out of this with a draw, and we know England don't play that way, but just thinking what India might be thinking beforehand, and then with three to go, think, right, get Jadeja back, and then we'll go for it. Um, I'm just not sure, to be honest. I, don't, I said all along we'll get turning pitches, but I just wonder if India without Jadeja might change tack this week. Okay, Paul, um, the, the ill-fated uh, does your match odd strategy work again question. Why not? Why not? I mean, I think I um, came up with that just over two years ago in the winter period. And I haven't done it in every game, but I've been following it and when I haven't done it. And there is no question it consistently turned a profit. All sorts of different series. It's the nature of test cricket and it's particularly the case with England. And, you know, I mean... This is like, it's a, it's a lesson I've learned the hard way throughout my life. Cricket is counterintuitive. You know, I can remember when I first turned professional, I used to think that all you had to do in test cricket was just back Australia at 4-9. You know, just steam in and have a big bet to start the week and just watch Australia win. It's not like that now. And I used to think that ODIs and, and T20 even more so would be perfect for tournaments. Yeah, as we actually see, ODIs, are really good for backing odds on favourites. You don't get that many turnarounds. Whereas it seems to me like maybe eight out of every 10 test matches now, that system's winning, that backing both the teams at double the odds. So just to clarify here, that means then at the current odds, you place an order to back India at 11 to 10 and England at 5 to 1 to return the same amount. 
Okay. Uh, Hawkins, tops. Yeah, win rates for England batters, not much doing at all on the India lot. So we're probably going to swerve that market. But Bairstow, three wins from 16. He's six to one with Betfair Sportsbook. Pope has three wins in 15. He's seven to two with Betfair Sportsbook. Stokes, one win in his last 22. Uh, for the record, and because we're talking about spin, Hartley, top England first thing is bowler 13 to five with Betfair Sportsbook. Um, Sharing favourite status with Jack Leach, same price. Uh, Joe Root, 7-2. We've not mentioned Shahab Bashir, who's also the same uh, price. Ravi Ashwin, 21-10. Aksar Patel, 100-30 with Betfair Sportsbook. Um, I mean, Ashwin, you know, apart from uh, Richard fat-shaming, he has won four times in the last 13. Um, so you might want to play uh, those numbers with Sportsbook. We won't be smiling when Twitter's got hold of them. The, uh, okay, uh, Richard, 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 back to the serious stuff. Uh, can Ollie Pope play spin, uh, contrasting innings in the first and second innings in game one? Well, I said a week ago he had no chance, didn't I? Uh, look, that that in the second innings, I'll say it here now, and I know I got blasted on Twitter yesterday, that was the best test match innings I've ever seen by an Englishman, even Stokes' his head in the wall. I thought for skill, it was just unbelievable. I think what you'll get with Ollie is frenetic starts, nervous starts in these conditions. But once he settles in, um, he's just a sublime talent. And what all the England players have uh, looked to do, and we're going to see that, they are just sweep, sweep, sweep out there. I mean, they just... It's Dale Winton, isn't it? I mean, Paul will remember Supermarket Sweep, I'm sure. But um, and they're just going to keep sweeping all throughout. And I, th I think Pope has found a method now to get runs. I think England have found a method to get runs. Um so he, there'll be some low scores in there, but I think generally speaking, pub set for a good series. Okay, okay. Um, and player bets for you, Richard? Yeah, I'm really keen on Bumra against uh, Ashwin, not just because Ashwin looks like he's put a few pounds on, but Bumra, look, he was brilliant in that first game. He, he won the market in the second innings for India with a far for absolutely outstanding. If if we get a, a flatter pitch as well. He he may he may take Ashwin out of the game anyway. Um, but with no Jadeja, more on Bummer's shoulders. Uh, and don't forget now, Sportsbook have changed their the way they settle. A tie goes to the the bowler with the best economy. Now Ashwin's going to bowl a lot of overs and go for more runs. You know, it might be three or but Bummer will go for less runs. I think nine to two is a really good bet for Bummer. And I'll be back in row it in the man of the match market. Second test of the series in 2021. He made a massive hundred. Um looked in good touch in this test. A good a couple of starts. He'll have to take on that responsibility with with the players we've we've mentioned missing. So row it in the man of the match market. Bummer top India bowler. Okay, thank you very much. Paul Christian Murphy. Well, Rich is kind of talking me out of it, but I have got Ashwin Man in the match down as a very obvious bet here because there has to be a very, he's going to be their lead spinner. He's going to bowl a lot of overs. So it's probably going to be a spin friendly pitch. And, you know, if he's seven to one, that's a solid bet. Uh, I also am going to stick with your shouts with Jay Well, um, Man of the Match, and to make a ton. I think you've got to stick with him. He's a superstar. And just one bet for England, Ben Folkes at 22 to 1 is a very big price. He top scored in one of the games in the, on the previous tour here. We know the tail can bat around him. This tail, I think that's too big. It's probably twice as big as it should be. 
Can I just quickly jump back in? I, I, won't, I won't be backing him yet, but Axar Patel, 25 to 1, top India first innings bat. He was promoted in the second innings, mm. and with no Jadeja, he's a left hander and against Hartley and Co. They might just think, and he's a good player. Like he, he was batting top six for Delhi in the IPL. They might just think, let's get that left hander in there um, and try and combat Hartley and Leach. So just it might be one to watch him play actually. And if they're doing a lot of bowling and saying you were two down, you might want to take a punt that Axar's next in. Um, definitely something to keep in mind. Okay. Any other business from you, Paul? Just I'm um, going to keep a close eye on the pitch reports with an eye on perhaps backing um, no ton in the game, which I think was five to one last time. And if you had backed it, you'd be feeling a bit sick, wouldn't you? Because of the only, you've only lost to the Oli Pope ton. Okay. Right. Thanks, gents. A reminder to everybody, to all our listeners, that Edward Hawkins will, of course, be on hand for best bets across all the markets on betting.betfair. So tune in. Um, don't miss out. Let's move on now to an ODI. West Indies reward for their sensational history-making effort at the Gabba is the rich prize of a day-nighter at the MCG, Friday, 3.30 a.m. UK time, live on TNT, 1.14 Australia versus 7.6 West Indies on the Betfair Exchange. Hawkins. Uh, lineups for your different Australia team. These are the World Cup champions, but um, they're not all playing. So Travis Head, Matthew Short, Fraser McGurk, who's been uh, absolutely brilliant in ILT20 as well in, and superb in the bash. Smith, who is the captain, Labashane, Hardy English, Abbott, Bartlett, uh, ba- a big bash winner, of course, with the Heat, uh, Zampa, and then Lance Morris uh, from the Scorchers, a bit of a big bash um, uh, final tour for some of those players. Athanasi, Otley, Carty, Shy Hope, Greaves, Hodge, Shepherd. Those two, those three rather could be um, alternate in terms of batting order. Alzari Joseph, uh, Matthew Ford, Moti, and Thomas. There's no Shamar Joseph, the star of the Test match win. West Indies beat England 2 1 uh, last time out. They also took a game off India in the series before. They're not a bad side. Uh, got some decent plans. 7.6 might look big. MCG only one ODI in the last five uh, years. So we went back all the last 10 years, six of the last 13, first innings, 275 or more. It's pretty much in keeping what we would expect uh, for a big MCG pitch and what we've seen in the bash recently. Yeah, another shocking coming, Paul Krishnamurti. No, I'm not convinced. Um, Go back to what I said before. This is a more reliable format for the favourites, 50 overs. And, you know, Let's take a step back. I know they, they had a couple of good results against England who were very tired after the World Cup and are, are struggling in that format anyway. This is the world champions versus a team that didn't even qualify for the World Cup at home. Um, I can't... I, and you would think, given what happened last week, Australia are going to be super hungry and they've got some good young players coming in there as well. So no, I think there'll be a one-sided game. Ravenous uh, Australia. Um, what, a, what a fun sponge you are, Paul Krishnamurti. Richard Mann, uh, what do you make of that Australian batting lineup? Well, not just batting lineup, just lineup in general. To make it six World Cup winners absent. Still super strong. I mean, Matt Sharp comes in. I've, I've been banging the drum for him. Brilliant big bash for his McGurk, as Ed mentioned. Lance Morris, he's, he's just a quicker, real potential. It looks real quality throughout. I, I agree with Paula. I think Australia get back on track. Okay. Um, ODI angles, Paul. 
uh, anything on innings runs maybe well I, th- I hope that um, we can get a nice attractive line on Australia overs here because MCG is a very good batting pitch um, as long as you don't lose too many early wickets you can really score quickly later on lots of twos and threes through Milton big, out, big outfield and you know that lineup Ed's got there that's a really good batting lineup you've got Xavier Bartlett at nine you know a uh, who he can bat at Josh Inglis at seven or eight, but Sean Abler, he's another batsman there. And and also, I think, you know, Rich mentioned Matthew Short, who's in superb form, and Fraser McGurk, you know, they're going to be more aggressive up top, I think, than the Australia we've seen of late. So I think that I will be re-employing the strategy that worked very, very well for me in the World Cup, which is I always go for the middling in 50 overs, but I'm going to go an upper middle here. So hopefully 310 will be par and I'm going to be looking to get 310 to 350, 310 to 360. Okay, okay. Uh, any nuggets, please, Richard Mann? Well, I was just going to talk about runs, but I'm going to go so far as 360. But I mean, Short and McGurk in the in the bash, they were really blasting it from from ball on. Really, Travis said, obviously we know. So, so I'm I'll be a runs buyer. I mean, I'm not into this game as much as Paul is innings runs, but I, I think I think the West Indies could go the distance here. To be honest, okay. Hawkins, anything on the player markets? Yeah, pretty straightforward. Zampa, sixty percent win rates. He's eleven to four with Sportsbook for top Australia first innings. Bowler was brilliant for us in the World Cup. Head has four wins out of 13, uh, last 12 months, nine to four with Sportsbook. So that's bang on in terms of win rates. There's no real edge there. The edges with Labashane, who's got four wins in 18, and he's out to five to one with Sportsbook. Uh, but the most reliable player on show is Shy Hope, five wins from 17. He's been boosted to 16 to five with Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, that looks good. Moti, three wins from six. It's not the sort of study sample we're going to play with, but we're going to keep an eye on that. He's three to one, Betfair Sportsbook, top Windies bowler. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. Pleasure to follow for you, Richard, man. Yeah, oh, I think we're all... Go on. Yeah, I think we're all going to be on the Shea Hope bandwagon here. Um, that's that's the obvious one. Uh, Matt Sharp, I'll be backing him to make a 50 and maybe even a ton as well if conditions look good. I mean, he was making 50s for fun in the big bash. Um, so I'm I'm really excited to see what he, did, he does. Paul Krishnamati. Yeah, ditto. Uh, very much at Shea Hope. Very reliable bet for them at 16 to 5. I think we'll go work the MCG. And as I say, I, I, you know, I could back a few of these Aussies for um, big scores. Travis Head could be interesting too. Um, I could just see him really taking that bowling lineup apart, to be honest. I think it's a, the top batsman market for Australia is quite hard because there's so much quality in there. So I'd be backing 50s and tons or buying runs myself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, gents. Best bets in just a second, but two tests taking place on the weekend as well. We have no odds for them Sri Lanka versus Afghanistan from the SSC in Colombo on Friday. And New Zealand versus South Africa from Mount Manganui on Saturday. Very quickly, any nuggets from um, each of you? Something to look out for? Hawkins, you first, then Richard, then Paul. Yeah, the South Africa team is a is a genuine bona fide reserve team. Yeah. So there's just a couple of players to watch out for. Beddingham and Peterson, maybe there'll be numbers three and four, or maybe numbers four and five in that lineup. Whoever's the biggest Oz first innings run scorer in sportsbook, I'll probably be playing. 
uh, because they're both really solid, decent players. Peterson is a genuine test match player. That is for sure. Okay, Richard Mann. Uh, well, just the general theme in New Zealand over the last few years has been hard pitches to bat on in the first innings and then generally get better. We saw that Sri Lanka tour last year and then when England played here last year as well. 3-7-4, England scored. That was in the third innings. That was the highest score of the match. So if it's a green top in the first innings and we get low scores, I'll probably play overs in the second innings. And with Zabaya Hamza for South Africa, I've been a massive fan for a long time. He's got his average is 48 in domestic cricket for South Africa. Um, I agree with that. I think Keegan Peterson is a terrific player, but I've got it as a match between Peterson and Hamza, and I'll be going with Hamza. Okay, Paul Krishnamati. Well, I'm keenly anticipating this betting coming out because I could see there being an opportunity. I mean, you've got New Zealand to virtue at full strength here, as far as I can see, and missing Trim Bolt, maybe. Um, they are, you would think they're going to be a class above at home. And yeah, I've got a feeling because New Zealand are generally underestimated in the betting and most people aren't wise up to, to how weak this South Africa team is, you might get better than even money or around that New Zealand, which would be a cracking bet for me. Um, also, in the Sri Lanka game, I mean, this is interesting because, you know, my instinct is to would be to back Afghanistan, but I look through their squad and their entire bowling attack is missing. No Rashid, no Fazal Haq, Faruqi, no Naveen Al-Haq, no um, Mujib, nor Ahmed. So you've got to think that they are going to be, uh, you know, very much second best there. Um, and just one bet, our old favourite, Ibrahim Zadran, who just stands out as the best player in that team. Okay. Thanks very much, fellas. It is best bets time now. Paul Krishnamurti and Richard Mann both have five points to spend. Let's see how they plan to use them. I'll kind of come to you first, Paul Krishnamurti. Okay. I will have, uh, first of all, um, two points. If Australia bat first, two points on 330 or more first innings runs, I'll have um, 1.5 points on Shea Hope to be top West Indies bat at 16 to 5. And then I'll have 0.75 points each, Ravi Ashwin, Yushasvi Jaywell, man of the match. Okay, thank you very much. And coming to you, Richard Mann. Yeah. Uh, India, England, two points, Jasprit Bumrah, top India ball at nine to two, and a point on Rowett in the man of the match market. No odds yet, but um, I will obviously update. And then uh, going over to the West Indies, Australia, ODI, uh, a point on Matt Shaw over 26.5 runs at, at 10 to 11. That's all we've got at the moment. And then in the South African, New Zealand test, my final point, Zabia Hamza, top South Africa batsman in the first innings. Okay, lovely stuff. Thank you very much. Both of you, winners galore, no doubt among those. Please don't forget to visit betting.betfair for all your cricket needs in the meantime before we join you again next week. A mini, not next week, sorry, where am I going with this? A mini break for the cob next week, it turns out. But it will be back instead on February the 13th with your ultimate betting guide to the Pakistan Super League. So please do join us then. In the meantime, I've been Sam Collins with Edward Hawkins, Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti. Have a lovely, lovely fortnight.